Welcome to another edition of the Montana Values Podcast. I'm your producer, Mickey Lapp. In today's program, we're highlighting the Montana value of commitment, specifically commitment to our communities. And our special guest is one such example of that commitment. Public safety is important to all of us and is an ongoing effort in our state because our public safety needs evolve over time. Montana is not immune to certain public safety issues that put our citizens at risk. We're delighted to have as our guest today, a retired commander of the Flathead County Sheriff's Office, who will be speaking to us about her commitment to our community and beyond in the unique work she does to fight human trafficking. Welcome, Jeannie Parker. Jeannie, as we as I sit in for our host, Tammy Fisher, today, who can't be with us, let's get into some of your background first, which is quite fascinating and extensive. You have more than 20 years experience as a law enforcement officer and have retired as commander with the Flathead County Sheriff's Office. You oversaw the Internet Crimes Against Children, otherwise known as ICAC, the Human Trafficking Unit, Detectives, the Northwest Drug Task Force, and Flathead County's Children's Advocacy Center. You were previously assigned as investigator with the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and TFO, and I'm guessing that's training field officer? Field officer with Homeland Security. With Homeland Security, with the rank of sergeant. You have been recognized by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 2012 and 2017 for your dedication and protection of children and you've received several commendations during your career with the Sheriff's Office. Your prior assignment working with ICAC dealt primarily with investigating crimes against children through the use of technology in addition to hands-on offenses. You've worked with ICAC programs since its implementation in Montana in 2007 and joined Montana's Human Trafficking Task Force in 2015. You have instructed on forensic interviewing of children, sexual assault preservation of evidence, crime scene preservation, child pornography investigations, hostage negotiations, crisis interventions of negotiating with people with traumatic brain injuries, search warrants, operational planning, and have provided many training and educational presentations on human trafficking, internet safety, social networking, cyberbullying. You have testified as an expert in court regarding forensically interviewing children, reasons for disclosures, and suspect grooming of children relating to sexual and or physical abuse. You have been the commander of the hostage negotiations team. You have served as a certified voice stress analyzer, deputy coroner, field training officer, and have served in the detectives division investigating major person crimes to include homicides, sexual and physical abuse crimes involving adults and children prior to transferring solely to ICAC and human trafficking. Recognizing the needs of your community, you began the planning process to establish, develop, and implement and maintain the Children's Advocacy Program in Flathead County and oversaw the program during its formative beginnings. In addition, you have assisted in the grant funding of two additional programs, the Flathead County Alcohol Enforcement Team and a community policing officer for the Flathead County Sheriff's Office and implemented and oversaw the first crime scene team in Flathead County. You have implemented the Runaway Juvenile Stabilization Program for the Sheriff's Office and have been sharing best practices, protocols, and implementation practices to other law enforcement agencies across the state of Montana. You have received the Peace Officer Basic 
the peace officer supervisor, and the peace officer intermediate, the peace officer advanced, and coroner basic certificates in Montana. And we welcome you to the program today, Jeannie. There's a lot in your bio. Well, when you when you read it or you talk about it, it sounds like I didn't have much of a life. <laughs> it sounds like I haven't done much in mine after I read your bio. You've been saving Montana kids for your entire career in law enforcement. And even when you get kicked in the butt, you keep going back knowing the next time could be the time you get the bad guy. I've never seen you give up, which also speaks to the Montana value of stick And you were the first cop that our host Tammy Fisher met when she began as a prosecutor. She was involved in a very difficult abuse case, and you were instrumental in that case. Tell us how you got involved with the Deliver Fund and its mission after you retired as commander from the Flatta County Sheriff's Office. Well, I actually was using Deliver Fund. So uh, to just give you a little bit background, Deliver Fund is a, a private nonprofit intelligence organization, and they exist on private donations. And they use that to equip, train, and advise law enforcement and regulators on human trafficking and child exploitation problems. So when I was working as an investigator in ICAC and human trafficking investigations, I utilized their platforms and technology that they provide to law enforcement in order to identify the persons or networks that were offending on our children's in Montana and, you know, out of Montana. What is your role with the Deliver Fund? My role that I took with Deliver Fund is I'm director of special programs. One of the things that I'm working on now is, you know, it's very near and dear to my heart, is that when you work in the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, one of those things that we did was investigate child exploitation. And when you look at child exploitation, you know, persons who are engaging in pornography or offenses against children, those typically are networks of offenders. So we have taken a new technology called REACH, the Reduction of Exploitation in Child Trafficking, and created a platform for ICAC officers to use to identify those networks. So that is one of the primary goals that I've been working on the initiative for me this year. And just to recap, ICAC stands for? Internet Crimes Against Children. When we think of human trafficking, we automatically think of sex trafficking. I know I do. But that's not always the case. What are the criteria for human trafficking? So that is an individual through force, fraud, or coercion who's compelled to perform a commercial sex act. For Montanans or maybe people everywhere, it's it's so difficult for us to think that Montana kids could be involved in human trafficking, but they are. I mean, we think that, oh gosh, you know, kids involved in human trafficking are probably big city kids that have just lost their way, but that's not true. It isn't true. When you take, you know, as an example, you know, a child who's run away or a child who has met somebody online and that person exploits that child's vulnerability in order for that offender to make money off that child by selling sexual services of that child, it can occur anywhere. And, you know, our children are our most 
vulnerable assets. And we have, you know, if you look at historically through, you know, even just the state of Montana, these, these children who are exposed to the risks of these online you know, offenders or they're looking, you know, for food or or somebody to take care of them, they become an easy target. And so it's not isolated to the big cities of New York or the big cities of, you know, Texas that can occur here in, you know, in Montana. And over the last year, I, or, you know, last several years, obviously I've dedicated a good portion of my expertise and investigative, you know, experience to understand what happens here in our our state of Montana. And I can tell you in certainty that our children are victimized or Montana is a gateway to another state. So these girls that are being victimized or trafficked, you know, perhaps coming from Seattle to go down to, let's say, Dallas, Texas, they'll have stopovers in Montana. So this is something certainly that affects Montana that we do see not as, you know, maybe as the numbers, as much as the big populace of cities or, you know, but we certainly do see in Montana. Human traffickers are more networked than we think they are. True or false? It's true. What can parents do to help, you know, to be aware of their kids' whereabouts and to know what's going on with and who they're talking to? And are there some safety measures that are simple that parents can be aware of that can keep better tabs on where your kid is and who they're connecting with? Right. You know, and I think as parents, sometimes it's, it's extremely hard sometimes to, you know, have these conversations with our children, but it's incumbent that we engage and we have these conversations with our kids. I always like to use the analogy if I'm not talking to my child and I'm not having some of these difficult conversations. There's somebody on the other side of the line, whether that be the phone, you know, or the computer or in person that's going to have those conversations in place of you. So it's very important that we engage our children. We allow them, instruct them on on the dangers that can inherently be involved to them from engaging in some of these, you know, activities when they're online. But we're also the gatekeepers for our children, you know. So when our children are at home and they're locked behind their bedroom doors at night, we need to take an active participative role to know who are they engaging with, who has come into my home and who is trying to take over some of the control of my child. So I think one is to become educated, to have those conversations, know who your children are talking to, who are they conversing with. And then, you know, there's so many resources online that you can, as parents, educate yourself. You know, obviously Deliver Fund provides a lot of those resources at, you know, available on our websites or, you know, you can sign up for our newsletters, but also, you know, NetSmarts has wonderful educational videos for parents, for educators, for regulators. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children puts out a lot of information. So you need to do your homework and then you need to make it applicable to you as a parent with your child, because we always know that each child is different as well too, right? So we need to just, you know, have those conversations and educate ourselves. And we'll be putting some of those links 
uh, those helpful links for you folks into our show notes. So be sure to look at those uh, when you access the podcast. When we talk about human trafficking, as we noted before, it it's not strictly confined to sex trafficking. It's also can be for labor purposes, correct. correct? Yes. How much of that do you see? What's the ratio between, if you were to guess, between people who are trafficked for labor purposes versus for sexual purposes? You know, I think historically we we focus more on, you know, sex trafficking as a whole, just because dynamically that is something that has been talked about so frequently in in the media and as law enforcement officers. But I think labor trafficking plays a huge role in that. If you look at, you know, just the state of Montana, certainly I think it's something that needs to be looked at and reviewed and and be aware of. But as far as, you know, like a specific number, I I wouldn't know. But it's out there. It's a it's there's a big demand for labor. Yes. Yeah. What is your greatest challenge with Deliver Fund in the fight against human trafficking? I think sometimes the the greatest challenge uh, I find for myself personally is that coming from a law enforcement background, I think that law enforcement inherently can't do it all, right? We need to have private public partnerships and we need to have this network where law enforcement is able to effectively do that, their jobs. So I find sometimes at the end of the day that there's not enough of me to go around to support law enforcement because at the end of the day, we want to ensure that our children, our women, children, and and boys or men who are being trafficked, whether it's labor or sex trafficking, are safe and provided for and offenders are held accountable. So again, like I said, I think one of my biggest challenges is just making sure that law enforcement or regulators have the resources that they need to do their job. And that's where Deliver Fund comes in. What is your greatest satisfaction in your work with Deliver Fund? My greatest satisfaction, and, and I go back to cases that I've worked with Deliver Fund in supporting of law enforcement. I think it's, it's really important. I, I do got to say is that a private citizen or civilian, you can't rescue girls out of hotel rooms. That solely belongs to law enforcement to do those investigations. But Deliver Fund, we support, we equip, we advise in those investigations. And we have participated in law enforcement investigations to provide them resources and operational support. So the end of the fall last year, I was working with the operation with law enforcement and we recovered a 16-year-old juvenile who had run, who, who was listed as a runaway and was picked up by a trafficker and was being trafficked. And so anytime I work those cases that we can rescue a child or be in part of that, because the ultimate goal is to make people and, you know, and I don't want to say it, you know, like productive members of society, but if you think of the innocence of a child and it's not like the exploitation of a child, it's the rape of a child that steals their innocence and that steals their ability to, you know, have sometimes a normal life. And that's generationally. So anytime I can assist in 
law enforcement or assist a victim get past that or not be victimized of that, that's a win. So every day I look for that. You've taken on some new challenges recently that you were sharing with me the other day. Share with our listeners what has dropped in your lap recently. Recently, I I took a position with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and became a team adamant. Adam consultant and a team Adam consultant is responsible for a rapid response to missing and abducted children. And so I will obviously work out of our home state of Montana and I will assist law enforcement if they have a a missing or abducted children and then also work with our tribal reservations to provide them resources and information and help them in the event that they, you know, have something as well. Our indigenous women disappearing has become a issue that has been brought into light recently. It's a huge issue. And are is there some connection there with your work with Team Adam with the tribes? Absolutely. They'll be both. So that is one of my roles with Deliver Fund is to, to provide those resources to our, our tribal populations as well as, as the Team Adam consultant provide those resources as well to them. So just a little bit of background. Team Adam is in reference to Adam Walsh, yes, who was the murdered son of John Walsh. And people might know John Walsh from the host of FBI's Most Wanted. I believe he's been a host of that program for two decades or more. Correct. And that's where uh, Team Adam comes from. In addition to supporting the work of Deliver Fund financially, which we are all able to do, what are some of the ways we can help in the fight against human trafficking in Montana? For instance, what are some of the resources available to us? Who can we contact if we feel we've been confronted with with a trafficking situation or might have seen something like that? What's the number one thing we can do as a community to combat human trafficking? Historically, Montanans are great at looking out for each other and looking out for our neighbors. We do that well. And this is just one more way that we can help support the work that you're doing and help fight human trafficking. Again, and absolutely, and I go back to primarily is become educated. You can deliver or you can visit our website at deliverfund.org, and I think we'll put that up at the end of the podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter, visit our website about important information related to human trafficking and keeping our kids safe online. There's information related to that. Again, you know, like I talked earlier about become educated about what experiences your child is seeing and what resources you can provide to them as a parent and having those conversations. You know, and then lastly, as business owners, you know, you need to educate yourself and your staff. For instance, if you have a hotel chain, it's imperative that you educate your staff on, you know, the inherent dangers or signs of human trafficking so that if you come across something like that, you know what to do with the information. You know who to reach out to in the state of Montana um, and you know how to potentially provide resources if you need to. For more information, go to deliverfund.org. Yes. And also see our show notes 
that will be contained in our podcast. Our guest today has been Jeannie Parker, retired commander with the Flathead County Sheriff's Office and now working with Deliver Fund. Jeannie, thanks for being with us today. We're going to have you back for our future podcast for sure when Tammy can join us. I know that you two have a lot to talk about. We appreciate you being with us today and for our listeners. Thanks for bringing us along on your day today and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Check us out on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes, and Podbay. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us or to sponsor the show, drop us an email at montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.